When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's a Friday edition of Spits and Suds. Thank you so much for joining us on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, So glad you can join us on this Friday. Actually, five podcast drops this week. So pretty cool that we're talking uh, hockey as we ramp things up for the playoffs. And joining me, as he always does on Friday, Shep Shots, EP Rinkside, Daya, D Magazine, your NHL guru. He is Sean Shapiro. How are you, sir? I'm I'm doing wonderful. It's uh, it's. We have playoff hockey Monday. We know the Stars will be hosting on Monday night. They'll be hosting Wednesday. We don't know the opponent yet because we still got to wait to see what happens in that Colorado game tonight. But it's uh, I'm ex- we've talked about this CT's team all season. We've talked about what to look forward to in the playoffs, and I I'm I'm excited for Monday. I'm excited for the first round of the playoffs to get going. And uh, even though we don't know which opponent it'll be, it's it's gonna it's gonna be fun. So I, I yeah. it's it's a good day. <laughs> so Stars fans, you guys will receive in your download feeds. You will get uh, Sean and RJ on our morning show. Had a great interview with Jim Nil today. Um, it was a lot of fun and uh, some good questions asked and. One of the things and where I wanted to start was Wyatt Johnston, who scored the goal last night, and Neil goes into detail about uh, how the process happened, and he said, met with a few guys. I wish the follow-up question, I don't know if you heard that, Sean, I'd love to know, like, which guy said no <laughs> first before Pavelski, but uh, Wyatt Johnston continues to uh, just show first what an amazing pick it was but also the calmness, the composure, the aspect that it feels like he's been around for six years and he's not even 20 yet. It's it's just an amazing story this year. As much as I love, you know, Robertson breaking records, Haskinen doing what he's doing, the Stars, you know, vying for first place in the Central with one game left in the NHL regular season. To me... He's one of the massive stories of this team. Could be number one because without Wyatt Johnston, I mean, God, that line's so good. Yeah, I think um, it's it's also understated how you talk about the storylines. You talk about, I mean, Pavelski hitting hitting a thousand a thousand career points. Um, you get the uh, you hit Miro Miro. Uh, breaking Zubov's record for points in a season in Dallas. You have Jason Robertson. It kind of has gotten lost the fact that how impressive it is that Wyatt Johnson played 82 games. I mean, I think that's that's something that 
you talk about a mark of um you mark a mark of consistency and excellence this is a guy who stars the plan always and i read about this early in the season like the plan always involved him always involved him playing in dallas this year but they never thought he'd play 82 games they thought he'd be maybe a 50 60 game guy uh would probably go to world junior with team canada and maybe he would have an ahl conditioning stint but the plan was always NHL, but 82 games was never, no one ever thought it would be 82 games. The fact he played on game one, Nashville, all the way back in October, scores in game one, and then is closing the season out with the only goal in a one nothing victory. It's just a perfect bookend to a season that is so incredibly consistent for a player whose, by and large, his peer group are still living with billets and don't know how to cook and, and and everything like that and now we'll have to ask i mean i'm curious i'll have to ask we'll have to ask joe pavels i should have asked joe pavelski how Wyatt's cooking has come along because um, <laughs> because because he's got like the the consistency he has and the way he his age is completely it's 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 not an issue um and i think he's a guy who you and i and stars fans obviously have come to appreciate what he's done this season and and hence we're talking about him quite a bit right now on this podcast but i think he's he's a guy who i think more of the league is going to start to notice especially when if the stars have some success in the playoffs here they're going to see they're going to look and it's going to be there there's going to be because every all year the the narrative has been all maddie benears best rookie in the nhl yeah and maddie benear will benears will win the calder and he probably should win the calder Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people who, are, who outside of Dallas who are going to see Wyatt Johnson in these big games, see him over the course of the series, and they're going to think, and they're going to be wondering, like, how did we miss this kid? And, like, I got him in, it's funny, I'm in a, uh, I'm in a degenerate uh, media playoff pool with about 18 other hockey writers, and uh, where how it works is for, we, we do basically a fantasy hockey league for the, for the playoffs, and uh, you get one goalie and uh, one goalie and nine skaters. And uh, I had two deep, deep Dallas, deep Dallas grabs in the eighth and ninth, sorry, seventh and eighth round. I grabbed Wyatt Johnston and I grabbed Thomas Harley. Just grabbing both of them. I know it's, it, it was kind of the, the deep cut, obviously betting on them both having a good year for good playoff year for Dallas. But I truly believe that Wyatt Johnston is going to come in and be one of those guys who, when the game gets tighter, like it did in that St. Louis game in game 82, he is a guy who's going to start rising to the occasion. And and he doesn't even have to prove that he can do it. He's got 40, 41 points in 82 games as a rookie. He's doing things before he turns 20 that most that a lot of guys, consistency in his game that some guys never find in the NHL. Um, I mean, the fact that... Uh, it was mentioned on the on, on 1053 earlier today in Jim Nill's interview where the fact that he's on the penalty kill, they never thought he would be killing penalties this year. Not that that wasn't part of his potential player profile, but they found way the fact that they're able to add him to add that to his arsenal of usage late in the season. Like the goal was great. Like it's great that he scored a goal to make it one nothing. But the fact that he's out on he's killing penalties in a one nothing game. Like that's just shows even further of this 
no one looks at this kid as a rookie anymore. Maybe, I mean, it's the fact is you go to a bar and you can't order a drink and that'll remind you, remind you that he actually won't be able to do that for two more seasons. But, 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 uh, but aside from, aside from that, there's nothing about, about uh, Wyatt Johnston, the player where they're like, we, we can't trust the kid. Like, and I love that the stars have done this. I love that they gave him this chance. I love that they came in with a plan for him. And I love that he surpassed the plan. And yeah. it's like, it's, I, it's great. And how so. fortunate is he not only to have Joe Pavelski in his corner, but Jamie Ben. I mean, because Jamie, you know, yeah. Jamie, well, Jamie's got to be smart yeah. enough to realize that. Awesome that Jamie's had this resurgence, but I think a lot of it has to do with Wyatt as well. It, it, a lot of things have led have helped with Jamie's researches, but yes, Wyatt's Wyatt's ability to kind of help. He's one of the pieces that really helped Jamie fall into the background is the wrong word, but really helped Jamie really take that, be allowed to kind of elevate and and lead by example. I actually just looked something up, Gavin, and this is a great poll. So it's uh so why John? So I'm gonna say okay. Where is it here? Um, stars rookies. Okay, two different stars rookies. Okay, 82 games played. Two different rookie, stars rookie seasons, right? 82 games played, 24 goals, 17 assists, 41 points. We know that's Wyatt Johnson this year. Mm-hmm. Another another stars rookie season. 82 games played, 22 goals, 19 assists, 41 points. That's Jamie Ben in 2009-2010. If you just look, if you want perfect parallels, it's Wyatt Johnston has the exact same point totals, same amount of games played that Jamie Ben had his rookie year. And now Jamie went down, and I'll use this as a chance to plug the book that Stephen Meserve and I wrote because there's a wonderful chapter in there about how Jamie Ben went down to the AHL in 2010 and absolutely destroyed the AHL for as Texas went all the way to the Calder Cup final, Jamie Ben went and had a great playoff year and it just launched an even greater career. Why Johnston is not going to have to go to the AHL to do that, but he's going into a playoff opportunity to really take things to the next level. Like you, t- you look at there, there are some really interesting parallels between Johnston and Ben. Obviously one came in with more hoopla because he was a first round pick in Johnston, but very similar between the two. And, um, just kind of where they can go. Obviously, slightly different player profiles. Jamie's more of the power forward than White will ever be, but it's a great career example and career arc and a mark that I'm sure that uh, Jamie and White have talked about, and I'm sure it's something, too, where Jamie will never admit this because he's very humble and doesn't like to... He's very much... He doesn't like to share what happens behind closed doors, but... I wouldn't be surprised if there's been times that Jamie has been over at the Pavelski house for dinner with Wyatt and stuff like that. Just like, I, I, I know I, I almost would guarantee it's happened. Even if the, even if Jamie will, would, would shrug off that it ever happened, but yeah. it's, you're, you're looking at what it's, it's, it's really the 41. I, I had not realized that the point totals are exactly the same. Like, and I'm not saying that why it will go and be, a guy who's going to be a more, I don't know. I don't know what type of score he'll be um, in the long run. And I don't know if he'll ever be a 41 goal scorer like Jamie was in 2015, 16, but it does give you kind of like some excitement to look at the potential of where, of, of what this kid could do. 
Yeah, and you also look at his play, and you watch a lot of hockey, Sean. It's, you know, there are guys that have wonderful seasons and then fade away, just like in all sports. Yes. This would be a tough one to foresee, you know, maybe a sophomore slump, but a complete fall off because of he does and has the ability for so many aspects of his game, like you said shorthanded, scores goals, great passer, um, great puck awareness, uh, great spacing, knowing where to be. So he just has all the tools right now. He does. And he's he's got all the tools and he has the... Um, uh, there's a certain thing about him. And I was... Because I was talking to someone about a prospect from another team the other day. There's a certain feel he has to the game that you see under duress that you see amidst the chaos and it's something that can really be the difference between being an nhl player consistently and being a uh it it, it really it really is there's there's an it's an intense it's not intangible because you can see it, but it, it's something that's hard to describe. It's the way when you make the right read on within within the neutral zone forecheck, the way you have the puck on your stick and guy and the guy's on your shoulder and you don't panic at all. There's these little things that Wyatt Johnson has a lot of things you ask the guy to develop sometimes later. Like guy will have a good season. You'd be like, oh, you just got to add some of those consistency. Like, like uh, I did some work for EP ringside today, just getting doing some of our season ending stuff for the Buffalo Sabres, for example. And you look at the Buffalo Sabres, a lot of potential excitement with that franchise in the future. But the one big question you kept coming back to is like, okay, how are they as a group going to find that maturity on ice? How are they going to really hammer out the inconsistencies? The team had some massive losing streaks. He had some young guys who went up and down and, you're asking some of the young guys in Buffalo's system and, and on that roster to make, to take the next step that way. That's not what I'm looking for, for Wyatt Johnson. I'm just looking for Wyatt Johnson to build off something even more solid. Like that's why you look at this and it doesn't feel like a flash in the pan. It doesn't feel like a one and done season. It feels like this is who this guy is and he's just going to get incrementally better each season. And he's going to be a really damn good NHL player. Yeah, Absolutely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. He's Sean Shapiro. I'm Gavin Spittle. It's a Friday edition of Spits and Suds on 105.3 The Fan. So, Stars win their sixth straight last night, one to nothing with Wyatt Johnston's goal. 
shout out for Jake Ottinger. I did want to plug because I know he's not had a great year and an unpopular plug here because he's so hated. But I thought we saw some really good old school Jordan Bennington last night. Uh, I mean, he made some terrific saves for the Blues. Yeah, he was good last night. I mean, Jordan Bennington is... Uh, he, you talk about a flash in the pan, not enough. Like you talk about a guy who is, um, you, you talk about a guy with Jordan Bennington who he had his, he had his, he won his cup. You can never take that away from yeah. him. Um, I think he's got, He's got, he's definitely has some, he still has a bit of that, like that moxie. If you want to use a word that Ken Hitchcock loved moxie, Uh, the, uh, but it's, it's also, uh, I don't know. And with Jordan Bennington, I wonder, because he played more games than he ever played in his career this season and his save percentage went really down. Um, I think he really missed Billy Huso this year. I think Jordan Bennington's a guy who he needs. Um, and it's great because the stars don't have this case with Jay Gottinger. I think Jordan Bennington is a guy who needs someone every day in practice that could take his job. I think he needs a, he needs Jordan Bennington needs a Jordan Bennington has to be part of a one, a one B by my view. He's got to be part of the spot where some every day someone is trying to take his job. And he had that with Billy Huso. they brought in Thomas Grice this year. And Thomas Grice was always just going to be a pure backup and didn't really push him. Now, when they brought Joel, Jordan Bennington had one of his, some of his better games after St. Louis brought Joel Hofer up Yep. and, and Joel Hofer started stealing some starts. And I think that's going to be the key for St. Louis is Jordan Bennington next year for St. Louis needs to be, a 45 50 star guy joel hofer needs to be a 35 40 star guy and you need jordan bennington every day to be playing like he could have his job stolen yeah and that's fine it's okay to have goalies like that but what i love and we've talked about jake ottinger is jake ottinger doesn't need a backup to push him to be the best in the world that's so he has it so internally he doesn't get comfortable and i I think Jordan Bennington needs some outside motivators, and he had some in the la- over the last couple of weeks. Um, but from a Blues perspective, if you're building, you really hope Joel Hofer continues to take some really nice strides and push him next year because that'll get you a better version of Jordan Bennington. Because otherwise, I, I don't I don't see him as a the way he plays, the way he plays, how much energy he expends. I think it's exhausting to play 60 games the way Jordan Bennington does, and it's also like. He's got that attitude and he's got that he he loses focus on the game sometimes and becomes very heated. Like I think those are things that they're okay in smaller increments, but for a number one starter, like you don't see wasted energy energy in Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, you don't see wasted energy in in in, uh, in a Connor Hellebuck. You have to be both mental and physical energy wise, I think. Jordan Bennington uses too much away from stopping the puck during games. And once again, he won a Stanley cup. I can never take that away from him, but just as far as being a guy I would want as my number one today, I don't know about that. So I would also add, you know, good that St. Louis is down this year, but Doug Armstrong's teams don't stay down for long. (laughs) 
So they got Correct. some pieces. So we'll yeah. we'll see what uh, the offseason plans are for the Blues. Uh, Jake Ottinger, however, finishes with a 2.37 goals against average. You have brought it up. A question a few weeks ago, Sean, that was resonating in my memory today as I was preparing for the show. Mm-hmm. What would the goals against be if goals against did not count in overtime? Uh, I mean, we're, yeah. I think we're talking about maybe a two two zero or two two five. He's got a nine nineteen uh, save percentage. He finishes with. I mean, just an outstanding uh, season. And now we hopefully get to see vintage Calgary, Dallas, Jake Ottinger. Um, and you also tweeted out about potential first round matchups. Someone, and I love when Stars fans interact with you on Twitter. And hopefully, they're all listening to Spits and Suds. Is you prefer Seattle? I also prefer Seattle. Jim Nill told us today that doesn't matter; they're just going to worry about themselves. That's the right answer. But well, that's Jim's Jim's job. That's Jim's job to stick to that. <laughs> absolutely not bulletin board material for the GM. But I agree with you. Yes, I th- I think Seattle is the play, and I'm going to be rooting hard for Nashville tonight um, to try to you know get two points tonight. Uh, which would put Colorado in second, Stars would win the Central. And the reason I'm going to say this, Sean, is because while it doesn't worry me, I think it can be a factor in the series, and that's physicality against Minnesota and Everson's game plan and the way Billy Guerin has built this Minnesota Wild team to basically, you know, they have scorers, but they're also going to push you around. They're also going to check you heavy. And I do have concerns with Haskinen, Johnston, Robertson, who, you know, Calgary was rough last year as well. When Calgary decided we're going to get to our game and be physical, I thought that's when, you know, the series kind of changed and they just wore the stars down. So that's the reason I don't, like I said, I don't want to call it a concern. However, Seattle to me is the better matchup. And I don't even think, um, I'll be like, I don't, I don't think I don't have a I would pick Dallas against Minnesota and I don't have any issue with I have no issue with um I I wouldn't have any issue with playing Minnesota. I think I do think to your point though this is a it's a sprint it's a marathon not a sprint and you want to win four rounds and just the way Seattle plays and the way Minnesota plays you're going to come out of the first round assuming you would obviously you're going to come out of the first round a little bit healthier having played Seattle than you've played Minnesota. You're not going to have Seattle doesn't have um, you don't, Seattle doesn't have your guy, Ryan Reeves there that may blow a guy up in the corner. It's just, there's, there's little things like that where when you talk about the long-term run of this all um, Minnesota is less of a uh, Minnesota is more of a risk to the long-term health, both on and off the ice yeah. of the stars cup chances. And I think the other thing, too, that Craig pointed out the other day is, and got me all excited for my boy Ryan Reeves, he doesn't spend a lot of time in the penalty box. So he's not doing anything wrong. Do I want Ryan Reeves on this Stars team, Sean? Yes, I do. I know you do. I know, I know, know, man. I know. He's just one of my favorite players. I don't know how else to say it. You know, I mean, obviously I'm going to root for the Stars against the Wild. But at the same time, I mean, I just like his play. I like what he brings to the game, and I like what he does in the room. So, all right, that's fine. Yeah, off off the soapbox. 
<laughs> on, uh, on that. Okay. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So uh, a couple things happening in the NHL that we need to get to. Brian Burke and uh, Hextall let go. GM yes. and team president from Pittsburgh after a short tenure there. So after Pittsburgh didn't make the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. I uh, I was actually not surprised that I wasn't surprised that Hextall lost his job, but I, I was actually kind of surprised that Burke did because I thought maybe he would be, uh, I, I thought maybe he would kind of get the, the pass just as the president of hockey operations, the full, I wasn't expecting the whole, the full reset, the full cleaning house, which was, which was definitely an interesting development. Um, I thought Burke might still be there and be allowed to hire another GM. Uh, that Pittsburgh team, like, obviously they've got some great pieces and, and, and that they've had some great runs with Crosby and Malkin and Latang. But since they've won their last Stanley cup, they've made some questionable choices over multiple GMs and uh, it's, it's kind of, it's one of those where it's like, you enjoy the good times while you have them, because as much as I, I wouldn't ever bet against Crosby, not getting into the playoffs next year or anything like that. I also, I players around, around Crosby and Malkin, do you really have the pieces? I mean, how much can you rely on them to, they, they dragged this team as close as they did this year. Yep. Are they going to be able to do it again a year older? Are they going to be able to do it? So this Pittsburgh team and they, they've, they've moved pieces to, they don't really have much as far as the, as far as the, the future goes placed right now. They don't have the, they, they don't have, like, I don't see the future prospect there. It's whoever takes this job is going to be basically praying that Crosby's going to buy them enough time to get some other things done because otherwise it feels like one of those jobs where it's a, you take that job and you may be, you may be in a, you may be in a rough spot where you're going to have to, uh, where you're going to, you may be out in a couple of years because I don't see the quick turnaround and, and Fenway sports group has taken over this team. And I think this move by Fenway sports group is kind of showing that they are a little bit more serious about trying to win. And Fenway sports group has how they've run the Red Sox, how they've run Liverpool and everything like that. They, yeah, they, win they, now. Won. they win, they win now. And so if you're not winning and I don't see the realistic path to winning, I don't know. I don't see a nice long-term job there. It's not like, um, it's not like in Arizona where Armstrong has a, 
he gets he's got a long time yeah. to get something done there. Like yeah, it's that's not going to be the case in Pittsburgh. And like with uh, in Dallas, not that Jim Neal had a long time, but like I was Jim just Neal about came to bring in, that up. You're yeah, right. Yeah, like he came in here with he was given he Jim Neal came in with the understanding that it was okay to that it was going to take some time, and that's something that whoever comes into Pittsburgh is not going to be getting that. So yeah. Best of luck. <laughs> yeah, and, and prior, and you know, I mean, when Jim Neal was here prior to 2017, it was not a rich prospect pool with the Stars yeah. organization, and that clearly changed in 2017 with the draft they had with Robertson, Ottinger, and Hayskinen. So, well, um, and, yeah, and, and on top of that, Jim Jim's early drafting sometimes takes a bit of a heat, and yep. and the, but like there's there's certain things where sometimes the cards just don't fall your way. Like if, if whoever, like you look at Val Nachuskin, right. For example, and Val's time in Dallas, obviously not the, the way people wanted it to end, but that like, they were right on what type of player you could become. They just didn't yeah. develop them the right way. And they so might it's, be it's, right it's on that, too. Exactly. I mean, so it's, it's, it's Jim's drafting sometimes takes a hit, but it's also, it's not the, uh, I would argue that it's not the, it's not as bad as it, as it used to be when people would sometimes rip on it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, whoever Val Nachuskin's agent is, Sean, he Mark needs Gandler. to, yeah. Okay. Mark really <laughs> needs to, he needs to press Val to stay in Colorado because the only reason I say that, and I know players have to make a lot of money, but watching him against Edmonton the other night, it's a completely different player than the one that was here with Dallas. I mean, and I'm talking physically as well. He just looks so much better on his skates. The confidence is there, knows where to be. He's a playmaker. Uh, he's a big presence on the ice. It was just like, wow, this is the same player that was here in Dallas. And partly, mostly, that's, that's, yeah. his, that's him. That was him, and he yeah. fully admitted it. But I just, I found it fascinating well, watching that game and watching that power play unit, and I'm like, my goodness, he looks good. Well, this is going to be... I, I don't want to make an enemy in Mark and his his partner agent, Todd Diamond, in this, but do you know... So, Julius Honka was also their client. Oh. <laughs> the, the, so, the, uh, so, the stars, just as far as, as far as things go, and they don't... None of the current stars... None of the stars' current players are repped by by uh by gandler and diamond right now so maybe maybe the maybe the philosophy on life becomes just don't dread don't sign any players that are represented by mark gandler because they just don't work in dallas <laughs> so. <laughs> so. all right uh the other thing i wanted to mention as we go around the nhl mark, uh, now that's real uh, quick mark real quick mark if you're listening i'm joking you know that <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's the cool thing about a podcast growing, Sean. This podcast seems to be getting in some hands. We're hearing some feedback, so that's always uh, good. So in Buffalo last night, uh, just an awesome yeah. moment with Craig Anderson. Yes, uh, yes. Buffalo winning in overtime and the team just mobbing him. It was so cool to see. And then the Senators sticking around and doing the handshake with him and then him going over to his family. It just showed what kind of player Craig Anderson, what kind of legacy he's leaving. It's just, you know, not one of those guys, clearly not going to go in the hall, 
Um, you oh, a yeah. lot of people won't remember Craig Anderson's name, but you can clearly see the impact that he's had on the game with the way that his teammates, the opposition, the crowd, the family have reacted to him. Well, and he played something like 708 games or something yeah. like that. Like, I mean, that's so gold goalies don't play that many games. It's it's he had that time. And I think one of the one of the things about Craig Anderson that needs to be remembered of like his quote unquote kind of like dedication and everything like that is uh, his career could have ended with COVID, right? Like he was playing for Ottawa and then the season got shut down and Ottawa didn't go anywhere. And, and it was kind of like, you could have made the case like a lot of teams did by not signing him that Craig Anderson was done, but instead of being done and he easily could have, I think it would have been 38, 39 at that point, instead of just going home, he joined the Washington Capitals uh, taxi squad and he was part of their taxi squad all season. And because of an injury near the end of the year, he got a couple games in. he actually appeared in two playoff games and then turned that into two pretty fine years in Buffalo to end out a career. And it's one of those like fingertips things of where if the Sabres really go on this, this, this trajectory, if they really take the next step, part of it is going to be because of Devin Levi and Devin Levi looks like, the real deal he looks like a future studding goal for buffalo and devin levi i actually talked to devin levi two weeks ago about this one of the reasons devin levi signed with buffalo coming out of northeastern when he did was he really was impressed with his conversations with craig anderson about how things were running and so if devin levi becomes this guy that we think he's going to be if the sabers become a team that in in the east that become a legit contender and for a legit contender Craig Anderson's fingerprints are going to be on this even though it's something it'll be kind of forgotten but that's what those celebrations are like last night when you win in overtime you send him out a winner it's it's those type of things where you're maybe paying Craig Anderson back a little bit for something you don't even realize he's given an organization you got some great feedback the other day when you sent out the uh tweet um regarding which team not in the playoffs would you pick to win a stanley cup how many years did you give in the next three five five years within five, five years. years okay but here but here's the caveat yep. here's the caveat because a lot of people missed there's a lot of it also showed a lack of reading comprehension by a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> the caveat was uh no draft pick uh outside of the playoffs which some people missed that part of it uh outside of the playoffs and uh no uh no draft picks just using your current roster because of course of course people were like oh first per, first team to the team that gets bedard of course i know that the p- point is bedard is a factor we don't know yet it was based off the current roster the current core and uh of which playoff team which team you think would be would win the would win the cup has the best chance of winning the cup in the next 5 years based off their current core and uh, and does me, current core count as people within the organization? Yeah, it includes prospects. Okay, so like if you were if you were uh, like uh, there's a uh, stars are a playoff team, right? So it's they they don't apply to this exercise. But I would be like if you were in this hypothetical world, this uh, you would include a Logan Stankoven as part. It's not like they have to go add him. You already have them in in the in the grouping, right? So um, so. Buffalo, for example, is the Buffalo to me is the one that I look at where yep. it's like, okay, you've got the pieces because 
the teams that win the Stanley Cup, right? There's basically there's three there's three big check marks you you kind of need. You need you need the top line forward. You need the top line forward, typically a center. It can be a winger, but typically a center. The top line center that drives the game and everything runs through them. You need the, the minute munching defenseman that does that that is elite. And you need the goalie. And between Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dahlin, and Devin Levi, Buffalo's got all three of those for the future, it looks like. And then you add in an Owen Power, uh, rookie number one pick from two years ago, played his rookie year this year after after still playing college hockey last season. Um, got some really good young pieces in, 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 a, in a JJ. I really like what JJ Turk is doing. Casey Middlestad is trying, takes, starting to make some trends in the right way. Like, it is, it's hard to look at Buffalo. Like I said, I wrote this this morning uh, over for EP ringside, just about the Sabres where of all the teams that miss the playoffs, it's hard to find a team other than the team that the team, the team that wins the draft lottery will be the happiest this summer, but the Sabres will probably be the second happiest because they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. They missed the playoffs this year, but they weren't, but they've already, they're already setting a high bar to go into next year. And I don't know any other team outside of the playoffs. You look like, I know some people were like, like, I think Calgary has a lot of good pieces, Yeah, but they, they, they've got two main issues is a, I think they're, they're, they need to change their coaching. And we saw some, we saw coaching hold them back this year. And then they also have the issue of like the best goalie in Calgary right now is playing in the AHL and Dustin Wolf and Jacob Markstrom really fell off the wagon this year. He still has three years. Dan Vladar has two years left. Like, Calgary's going to have to make some moves to find a way to get the best goalie in the system to actually play. So Buffalo to me is like, it's, it's a very popular opinion right yep. now. And I know, I know people in Buffalo have, it's, it's, it's an organization that sometimes that has gone through some, some low times. It's been 12 years without a playoff appearance. It just feels like it's all coming together for them now as, as, as they go forward. Um, it's, they are out East, right? Like there's kind of that, there's the current, teams that made the playoffs and then to me there's kind of that trio of uh ottawa going into this yep ottawa buffalo, buffalo and detroit detroit ottawa yeah. buffalo detroit to me there's kind of that trio where you're like okay this th- these three are have the potential to be who's next yeah and buffalo and ottawa took some strides this year i think detroit uh, not that detroit didn't take strides but detroit didn't take the strides the way buffalo and ottawa did and while well Ottawa has says Tim Stutz like Ottawa's question Ottawa's issue is I don't know about the goaltending they, they need to find the goalie I think there's a lot of good pieces there obviously the adding Chikrin is a huge boost for Ottawa yep. long term um, Detroit's the one where you're like looking like Detroit kind of got left behind because unless you, you get some good prospects in Detroit but like you don't have a Tage Thompson you don't have a Rasmus Dahlin so like it's um, Buffalo is in a good spot and I don't like. Gavin, when you look at West, the other weird thing is the West is such a, like, other than Calgary, who we know what they are because they played Dallas in the playoffs last year and they're a little bit old, like, the West is kind of, if you were below the playoff cut line in the West, those teams all have a lot of work to do. Like, even Nashville, like, I know Nashville has, I know Nashville made some good moves at the deadline. They traded Tanner Juneau for a boatload of picks. And, but Nashville still has a lot of things to do, or there's a lot of ways things can go wrong. Um, 
out West, there's not really, if you're outside the playoffs right now, you're either in that group like Arizona and Anaheim where you were clear or Chicago, where you were clearly playing for one thing and one thing only the number one pick outside of that. There's, I don't see the plan forward for a lot of teams in the West right now, which is a good thing for this, which to bring us back to the Dallas stars is a wonderful thing for stars fans. Cause you look in the West and you look at, we talk about how the stars are built long-term. We look at their prospect pool. We look at how things are working and it's uh, they're in a field out West where a lot of people aren't like that. And it's, it's a really good time. A stars are going to the playoffs next week. B long-term you look at West, you're like, the stars have a chance to be one of the Western powers for a while. And it's, 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 it's a great landscape to look at. You know, I would throw in maybe, and they're, it's going to be tough out there, but the ducks just bit, just because I know, I know yeah. it's tough. I know it's tough, but you said, you know, that's the problem because they can't add any parts and they have some older defensemen. They do have a pretty good prospect in Zellweger, a two-way defenseman. Uh, that's still really, really young, but I just, I like Terry a lot. I, I just, I, I like the makeup of that team. Uh, I know they could be a little cocky at times, um, yeah. but you know, I actually had them fighting for a potential wild card two position this year. And to me, they were a disappointment. I've always been a Josh Gibson guy. I know he's getting up there in years. So, I mean, under your current thing, I completely agree with you. I just think if the ducks, you're right. I'm breaking the rules. If they got Connor Bedard <laughs> and uh, made some off-season acquisitions, you know they they might make it up to be a contender for that wild card number two. But I think you nailed it with uh, your picks. Uh, absolutely. The only thing about Detroit, and you're closer to the situation uh, than most, is I just think anytime Steve Eiserman's involved with a team and it's five years away, I have to put my trust in Stevie Y based on his resume. Which is fair. It's also it's also a weird thing too with like Iserman. Like he did a lot of great work in Tampa, but the one big caveat that often gets missed with Steven, Steve Iserman is he was gifted Victor Hedman and Steven Stamkos. I mean, yeah. you give like that he came into Tampa. Those were the picks the two years before him. Yes, he gets credit for drafting Andre Vasilevsky, and he's really churned these other pieces around, but it's not like Steve Eiserman went and he was, he was gifted two top 100 NHL players in NHL history. I believe both those guys were in that list. And when the NHL did that, I think so. Uh, so that's something where I think that's the important caveat. I'm not saying that you should, that Steve Eiserman is not a good GM at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, I think that's the important caveat that sometimes needs to be remembered where, where Jim Nill had to go out and acquire a Tyler Sagan. Steve Eiserman was gifted a Steven Stamkos where the stars had to, where the stars had to get a bit, had to find their Jason Robertson in the second round. The lightning got Steven Stamkos at number one overall before Steve Eiserman ever arrived. So just, I always want to throw that caveat where it's like, I'm really fascinated to watch this rebuild in Detroit with Eiserman because I'm curious to see what he does when he hasn't been given those pieces, those pillars that frankly, a lot of people could have built around. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Well, I'm excited for next week. Are you excited? Oh yeah, I am. It's going to be fun. Yeah, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and we're going to have a lot. We're going to, 
Gavin and I are still figuring out the exact <laughs> logistics of it, and we're, we're but how I'm excited about we? what? Yeah, but but we're gonna uh, we're gonna bring we're gonna have lots some, of yeah yeah, yeah lots. we're gonna have lo- we're gonna we're gonna do lots of off the playoffs here. We're gonna have we're gonna have uh, we're gonna be delivering more than we have during the regular season because it's time to step it up and 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 deliver for you guys, and uh, it's gonna be a fun time. So. Thanks again to everyone for supporting, for listening. It's been, we see, we see the numbers every month. They get higher and higher. Like, honestly, it's been, we, uh, you, we keep asking you to, to share it and it keeps growing. So um, it's been, it's been fun and the regular season has been fun and, and it's going to, and it's going to continue next week. So uh, yeah, I rambled my way to a thank you. So thank you to everyone for listening. No, it, it's wonderful. And I would also add to this because of, you guys supporting Spits and Suds. We're doing a lot more hockey talk on 105.3 The Fan. Example, Jim Nill on today. And the guys are talking about it every single day and breaking down the games. And, uh, you know, we're talking. I will pull back the curtain. We're talking as a group as far as what, you know, the guys are texting me. What did you see last night, boss? You know, and so we're talking about that stuff. So it's good. Uh, I'm excited. It's, it's great to have playoff hockey. Uh, especially right now with the Mavs not making the playoffs. This is a great opportunity for the Stars to capture this town. The Rangers are off to a hot start as well. So it's uh, it's a good time to be a hockey fan in DFW. So we will talk to you next week. And as Sean mentioned, thank you. We see the numbers. We see they're growing. Uh, we're excited. I think April is on pace to be another record month. So super excited. It's because of you, Dallas Stars, and you, the DFW hockey fan. So as always, a massive stick tap to you. Thanks again for listening to Spits and Suds on 105.3 The Fan. Have a great weekend, everybody.